Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximizes value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximizes personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, today Mina and I would like to talk about the pros and cons of buying your business premises. So that is where you operate your business, buying that commercial property, whether it's a a retail property, a warehouse or anything like that. You know, what are the pros and cons of doing that? Because often, you know, people say that rent money is dead money and um, quite often people then think, oh, well, if I own my um, my business premises, then I actually don't have to pay rent anymore and, and that's a saving in terms of an expense. So the first thing that I would invite people to really think about is does that asset make a good investment by itself? So if you weren't running the business, would you otherwise invest in that asset? Because I think it's really important thing to think about because as you put more money into your business, you want to make sure that the, the return is going to be there because there's an opportunity cost. You could otherwise, you know, if you're going to borrow to buy that business premises, you could borrow to buy another type of property that might actually over the next 10 or 20 years deliver much, much better returns despite the fact that you've got to continue renting wherever you operate your business. So I think it's really important to look at unemotionally because quite often there is you know there's an emotional kind of attachment to to owning the property in which I run my business in Um, but having that unemotional uh, assessment of whether it is uh, going to be a good investment and part of that is really uh, forming a view around what future returns look like Um, sometimes we can get seduced by past returns but past returns don't always repeat themselves which I'll talk about in a second. The next thing to consider is structuring. So when it comes to purchasing your business premises, you don't want it to be owned in the same entity as your actual business because that's for what we consider a asset protection risk. Typically, in a first instance, what we'd like to um, see is that the freehold or the business premises be owned, if, if it's an investment-grade property, that is, in, the, in, the, in a self-managed super fund environment. The reason being is it provides you with significant tax benefits, especially when you come to retire, um, that, that rental income can essentially be completely tax-free. Obviously, you don't always have enough money in, in your super fund to actually purchase the freehold. So the, the, what we'll then look at is ownership within a unit trust. So the unit trusts, the unit trusts provide flexibility in terms of you know, having multiple investors. So for example, you can have your, your super fund invest in the unit trust along with your family trust um, so that you have enough cash in there to purchase the freehold. And that will give you the flexibility to at least have some some of those tax benefits down the, down the track when you come to retire. I think what you're saying, Mina, is you really want to think about, uh, think very carefully about minimising tax on ultimately the rent that the property is going to earn, uh, whether you pay it or whether you, know, you eventually sell your business and whoever purchases your business off you is going to pay that rent. 
and or minimizing the capital gain. Again, depending on your type of business, but it, it might be acceptable or expected for you to sell the premises along with the business. Uh, whereas some businesses, that's not the case. You know, it can actually genuinely end up being a good passive investment when you sort of move on and sell your business. So having thinking a bit further afield, not just really only giving weight to, you know, what's going to derive the best tax benefit over the next couple of years, but thinking further afield of how it's going to behave um, in the future and even beyond you know, after you've finished uh, operating the business it is really important a conversation to have with your holistic accountant. Now, we're recording this podcast in mid-2023, so if you're listening to this some somewhat after this period, it might, my next comment might not be appropriate, but at the moment, commercial property to my mind, is quite a risky investment. Um, commercial properties are sold, the term is, they're sold on yield, So, which means that the, the income that a commercial property generates directly impacts its valuation. When people buy on low yields means that they don't expect a lot of income from commercial property and they're prepared to pay a very high price. And so what's happened over the last couple of years, particularly while interest rates have been very low, there's been a search for more income and there's been a lot of competition in that space. And as such, a lot of commercial properties have sold for very low income. You know, people are saying, well, it's a growth asset. I don't need or expect a lot of income. And also, if I can get 3%, that's much better than getting nothing at the bank when interest rates were zero. The problem now is that interest rates have changed and there's a lot of investments now that generate really good returns. You can get a a very safe bond issued by one of the big four banks and earn more than 6% per annum. So therefore, commercial property has to offer you something more than 6% per annum in the main. And uh, for that to happen, commercial property values need to fall. Um, now, I'm not saying they definitely will fall, but the the risk is that if you're paying the prices that were paid in 2022, 21 or 2020, when interest rate, the interest rate expectations and environment were a lot different than today, you've got to be really careful that you're not overpaying. So it's not, this comment obviously isn't related directly to tax, but it shows that, you know, a holistic approach is not really just thinking about the tax attributes. When a client comes to us and says, I want to do X, Y, and Z, we're not just going to blindly think, okay, what about the tax attributes? But we think a little bit wider than that. Is this a good decision? Is there anything that they need to be thinking about? And they're the sorts of conversations that we have. Definitely. And I think it's important to talk about the pros and cons of owning your freehold or, or versus renting. Now, a, a couple of the pros are, you know, it gives you, if you're going to uh, do, for example, a high value fit out. So think, for example, of a, a dental practice. Now, a dental practice, obviously, it requires uh, um, a lot of money for dental chairs to fit out, um, x-ray machines, the like, um, which could cost several hundred thousand now, if you've only got a short-term lease, say five five years, you're always running the risk that after five years, you know your landlord would say, yeah, I want the premises back," and you're you're forced to to uh, defit um, or make good, I should say, the premises, and 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 take all that equipment out, and it'll cost you even a, a lot more to basically transport or those cost those uh, assets to a, a different premises. Um, now, saying that, obviously, renting provides you with a lot of flexibility. Now, if you if you have a tough landlord or the, a better better opportunity has come down, up down the road where it's, you know, it could be more foot traffic or a better rent or a, a larger premises, 
you know, renting gives you that flexibility to, to go um, to, you know, to end your lease earlier and actually move, move across. Now, obviously, owning your freehold as well provides you certain tax benefits such as depreciation, um, which is a great non-cash uh, benefit. As you know, for you to get a deduction, you need to spend money generally. However, depreciation is a great deduction because you actually don't – it's a, a considered a non-cash deduction. So basically, you're, you're, you get a deduction each year for the decline of your asset's value. So really, there's it's a multifaceted uh, decision to buy your business premises, and really, the, there's probably three sort of facets to it. Uh, the first one is sort of accounting tax. You know, how do you structure? How do you finance? All those sorts of things, the technical sort of stuff. The next one is, you know, is it good? Is it a good use of resources, financial resources for the business? Does it make sense? And then the third one is, does it make sense for you personally, uh, according to your own sort of personal investment strategy? Um, And if you can tick all those three boxes, then maybe it's the way to go. But ultimately, it's going to be different for different owners, different businesses, different stages of life. And it's really something that you need to sit down with your holistic accountant and advisors uh, to really work out if it's going to suit you and not be seduced by the, the romance of really owning your own business premises. Okay, that's it for this week. Bye for now.